now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. And just like that, it's all over. Week 18 is in the books, but welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind. I'm your host, Michael Bauer, the best in the business, once again back in business, and joined, as always, by my faithful co-host, Nate, the Professor Christian. Nate, hi. Welcome back. Hey, Mike. Hey, it's uh, it's the new year. It is. It's the end of the regular season. It is. It is all things new. And I'm looking forward to it because we got a lot of good ahead of us. We do. We do. And this is the time where uh, roster construction starts now. You know what I mean? Let's not be complacent. Everyone complains about Dynasty Leagues being dead. In the offseason, right? I get it. You kind of have some fatigue from setting lineups for 17 Mm -hmm. weeks or whatever it was. And I understand that. But if you're someone that complains about leagues being dead, guess what? You can do something about it. And you know what you can do? You can buy some cheap players that are going to have high upside next year. Now, we're not saying you're buying a guy at wide receiver for value and he's going to be the next Jamar Chase. That's not what we're saying. But what is the most important thing in fantasy football, Nate? Value. And depth. Death? Depth. Sorry, did I say that wrong? Death taxes and zero RB. That's my there thing. You go. Value and depth are two very important things. And ROI, if you're on Twitter at all. So let's talk <laughs> about this. And the best way to talk about it, patreon.com forward slash dynasty run. Dude, come hang out with us for a week for a free Please. trial. If you like it, stick around. Three different tiers you could choose from. If you don't, we're really happy to hang out with you for guys for a little bit. If you just want bonus podcasts, go over to Spotify. We just lowered our pricing for the bonus pods, $4.99 a month. You get a couple bonus pods a week. You get Rewind After Dark, which Nate and I are going to go record after this. But until then, you get to hear us talk about some players that we're buying low on. Nate, when I saw who you put on the show sheet, I almost punched my computer monitor. <laughs> you knew this was coming. I, I knew it was. I'm surprised he wasn't blacklisted. But what is your first buy low trade target for next season? Yeah, this is my one of my favorite buy lows going into the offseason. A player that I think will rise as we get into the offseason months and people are able to look back at you know rookie seasons, look back at, at efficiency metrics, and realize that DeMario Douglas had a really good season um, as a rookie, especially playing on a horrid Patriots offense. Look, PFF's wide receiver 27 uh, by how they grade. He had a 47 receptions, 548 yards as of recording, no touchdowns because, you know, that's how the Patriots offense rolls. Uh, but here's the thing. DeMario Douglas creates yards like few other players in the NFL. 7.1 yards after catch per reception, Mike. That is third in the NFL behind only Debo Samuel and Rashi Rice. DeMario Douglas is an impressive talent. And he also has an 8.1 A dot. So he has the largest A dot average depth of target of all three of those players. Debo, 7.4. Rashi Rice, 5.2. These guys are all kind of getting it close to the line of scrimmage and then taking it off from there. Demario Douglas doing a little bit of both. I love what he's shown on the film. You know, we saw Jacoby Myers for four years with the Patriots. You know, produce some, but obviously be kept by that offense. And then he goes to the Raiders, which you wouldn't think that offense was much better than the Patriots offense, but he went out to the Raiders across from Devontae Adams and produced. I think New England's done it again with finding another late round wide receiver with DeMario Douglas. And I think he's someone you want to buy him right now. 
because I think there's changes coming to the New England Patriots offense and organization this offseason, whether that's the coach, whether that's the quarterback, whether that's both of those things. I'm not sure. But, you know, Demario Douglas is one of the few bright spots of that offense that they're going to build around. He's a player I believe in. I know he doesn't have the draft capital that, you know, some of the other rookies have, but we've seen it at the wide receiver position. It doesn't really matter as long as you're productive, teams value you. Demario Douglas, someone I want on my teams, and he's accessible right now. Yeah. You can get him for a third round pick. Um, there was a time in the middle of the season he was worth kind of like a late second, mid second, because he had a couple of big games in a row, but the Patriots offense fell back down. And, you know, he hasn't had quite the production week in and week out that anyone's really been excited for. So he's kind of back down to like an early third, maybe a late second, depending on, um, you know, who the owner is. But I think Demario Douglas is a great player to go in and buy right now. He's definitely going to be worth a second by the time uh, we get a couple months into this offseason. So Demario Douglas, a great buy right now. And I expect him to put up, you know, top 36, top 40 numbers next year. Um, I, I would love to say a higher number, but, you know, I'm going to be realistic with where I think the Patriots offense can go in just one year. We don't know if Belichick's going to be back. We don't know who the quarterback's going to be. Man, you look at this wide receiver room. Demario Douglas, their leading wide receiver at 548 yards heading into week 18. Yeah. Tyquan Thornton there. I mean, the next leading receiver, we got uh, Kendrick Bourne at 406. Then we have Hunter Henry, who's tight end, 419. And it's just, it gets worse from there, man. Devontae Parker, 388. Juju, 260 yards. Mike it's Gis- rough out there, man. Mike Gusecki, how the money have fallen, 239 yards. Oh, Jalen Rager, 105 yards. <laughs> Kayshawn Boutte. Two catches for 19 yards. So it's rough. I mean, you know, a lot of times people don't want good players on a bad team, but could be something for you. So I like this call a lot. And I'm going to go do some more value diving here. Washington Commanders running back Chris Rodriguez. Antonio Gibson's going to be a free agent, Nate. It's important. Clears some room out for Chris Rodriguez. And I do think that Washington next year rolls with Robinson and Rodriguez. By the way, Rodriguez, you're buying at an injury dip, too. He was placed on IR with an ankle injury. Um, he's a strong, powerful runner and good between the tackles, much like Brian Robinson Jr. You know, with injuries and zero running back being my new thing, I love taking a chance on low-cost players with high upside. And uh, his teammate, Brian Robinson, was one of those guys a year or so ago. Low risk, high reward. We could say the same thing about a guy like Houston Texans running back Devin Singletary last year. Nobody really wanted that him. A lot of people thought that Damian Pierce was going to repeat. He did not. Running back is a very, very critical position to have depth at. It's better to be able to pull these guys off of your bench than have to try to trade for them in season. So right now you can get him for a late 24 third. I'd start with two fourths. Fourths are easy to come by. And man, I got a lot of them. So he's valued right now around Kenneth Gainwell. Julio McLaughlin, Hendon Hooker, I'd move any of those guys. Yeah, I'd move any of them for Chris Rodriguez right now because I think he has a clearer path to being relevant than any of those guys do. Not telling you to buy Hendon Hooker, but I'm telling you the value is good, Zach. So I think next year he'd be a really good injury fill-in, a good flex play, and he could be a potential running back too. Brian Robinson misses a game or two, which he did this year. So. I like what we got there. And there was a couple times, too, where he was out snapping Antonio Gibson when Brian Robinson was out. Well, something to keep an eye on. You know, Chris Rodriguez performed better than I expected him to this rookie year. He's a relevant player. I think he's a decent buy for like a fourth-round pick or so. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But, you know, Mike, I'm really excited about the next player. And, you know, when we talk about buy lows, usually we're talking about players that, you know, you you have easy access to in the trade market. 
you know, are worth a third round pick or something like that. Well, I think there's still plenty of time. Well, maybe not plenty of time, but there's time right now to buy low on Jordan Love. You're going to have to define buy low for me because this starting quarterback who's having a really good finish to his first year as a starter. So I'm going to need you to define this for me, Nate. I will. I will. Don't worry. He's undervalued right now. Um, Like, you don't find many quarterbacks who step on the field and put up a quarterback five season in their first year starting. That's where Jordan Love is right now. He is the quarterback five on the season. Um, He's had a very impressive season. One of only three quarterbacks this year with 30 touchdowns as of this recording. Um, Him, Dak Prescott, and Brock Purdy. He is first-year starter on an offense full of young players, which means this offense should improve. We talked about Jaden Reed the last couple podcasts. Christian Watson, obviously, is there. Dontavian Wicks is someone we've talked about. Romeo Dubs. These wide receivers have shown up time and time again um, while they've been there. And Jordan Love has put up numbers with this young core, which I think is only going to get better. So sixth in big time throws with 31, 9.1 dot is fourth in the NFL tied with, um, I don't even have this as tied. I have that on my notes tied with, sorry. I don't actually have the name, <laughs> but four rushing touchdowns as well. Um, so Jordan Love has really been productive and that's what I'm really excited about. And you go on trip cake, keep trade cut. He's quarterback 14, Mike. Quarterback five in the season, quarterback 14. And this is a young guy. This is a young guy, 25 years old, has a bunch of weapons around him that are young as well. A, an offense that's on the rise, I would say. He's valued near Jared Goff. I would move Jared Goff for Jordan Love. I think, you know, production-wise, I know you're very high on Jared Goff. I think you're getting oh, yeah. similar numbers, but you're getting five years younger with Jordan Love. I would, I would try to move Justin Fields. Can I get Jordan Love plus? Because people love Fields, but... Jordan Love has been more consistent. He has more staying power. And I know he's the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers next year. I don't know if Justin Fields is the quarterback for the Bears next year. It could get worse for Justin Fields. I think it gets better for Jordan Love with more time in the offense. I like that. Agreed. I think the Packers have found their next franchise quarterback. And they have, they're an organization that continues to, you know, have good quarterback play. I think Jordan Love is going to continue that. He's going to be productive for your team. I think he, the, the value has not come around to his actual production yet. We're talking about a player. I know he's been in the NFL for a couple of years, but first year starting quarterback five on the season, a young offense that really hasn't done him a lot of favors. The offense really stuttered and, you know, got stalled out in the middle of the season because of how young it was, but they've gone through it. And like I said, one of only three players at this time of recording to have 30 touchdown passes. Jordan loves talented top 12 quarterback. I think going forward, I want to go ahead and buy him. Um, I pay mid first for him. Um, I, I'm excited about Jordan loves future. If you need a quarterback, I think isn't, Hardly any better to go out and acquire right now than Jordan Love. I love this. And this probably will be the cheapest you can get Jordan Love for a while, I would imagine, barring some sort of injury or massive regression. Um, but, yeah, I love this. And I love where your mind's at here. So I think when you're saying buy low, we're saying buy low for a starting young quarterback, yeah, not just super cheap player overall. So I think that's the uh, it's You're buying at a lower value than I think that – Jordan Love should be valued at. Okay. He's undervalued right now. Perfect. Perfect. All right. So uh, speaking of things that are undervalued, let's take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal 
and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. All right, welcome back, everybody. And I know this will surprise everyone, but I'm going to tell you about a tight end that you could buy low. Tampa Bay Buccaneers tight end, K. Dotton. So we finished this tight end 20 on the year. Actually having a better year this year than last, and as of this recording. Last year, 22, he played in 16 games with 11 starts, 42 catches, 391 yards, and two touchdowns. This year, 16 games, 16 starts, 45 catches, 425 yards, and four touchdowns. So the catches are up, yardage is up, touchdowns are up. He's improving. He's building a rapport with Baker, who, again, like I said on another pod, rumored to potentially return next year. He's only going to be 25. We're talking about a third-year breakout candidate here. We've seen it before, especially with tight ends. He's a candidate. Now, right now, he's only averaging seven fantasy points per game. Still be a good fill-in, good tight end, too. I think if Mike Evans does, in fact, leave, his targets are going to have to get spread around to the rest of the offense. So, of course, by nature of math, he will benefit from that. So, right now, his cost value is close to that of Antonio Gibson, who could be unemployed soon. (laughs) Noah Brown, Curtis Samuel, mid-24 third. I'll pay the third. If I have to pay up to a late second, I would try to get something back on top of it. Like if I had to do a late second to get Kate Otten in a fourth, because then I'm going to move that. Does it have to be tight end premium for you to make that move? No, because then I'm going to use that fourth to get Chris Rodriguez. So I'll be good. I'll take the second and turn it into Kate Otten and Chris Rodriguez. Uh, I'll do it. If it's mid or higher, I would want even a little bit more back on return. I think he could be a top 15 tight end, honestly. Yeah, I know no, that I think so. not be saying too much, but that's where I'm at. And you need to have guys like this. There was a couple times this year where I had teams with Frymuth and Goddard, and I thought I was set. Guess what? I wasn't. And the tight end waiver wire is terrible. Uh, yep. And you wish you had Kate on. And yeah. I, I love this because I've been, I have a price. Kate on probably one of my top five most rostered players. Um, I had a ton of him coming out of college. He did really well at Washington in limited time. He dealt with some injuries there. Um, but I, I loved what he did, and I, I really like seeing him, you know, break out a little bit more this year. Mike, I don't know if you remember me telling you, we talked about it a couple times over the offseason, but I brought up many times that Kay Dotton was actually the reception leader for tight ends last year, not Greg Dulcich. Yeah, I do. Uh, I do remember that. Yeah, Greg Dulcich is another guy I considered putting on here, hoping he has a bounce back third season. Uh, but I've talked about Greg Dulcich ad yeah. nauseum. So, uh, but Nate. You got uh, this. Was a surprising yeah. one we got on here. How about that? You know, you talked about Chris Rodriguez. I'm going to talk about Brian Robinson. I think that both of them could be considered by lows right now. Antonio Gibson's on the way out. I expect this offense to improve, whether or not Sam Howell's at the helm next year or a rookie quarterback. Um, they're going to have a decision to make. And I want a piece of the Eric Bieniemy offense. We saw that it was productive for most of this year. Don't let the end of the season, you know, leave a sour taste in your mouth. This yep. offense overperformed for a lot of the season. Um, and Brian Robinson is going to be the lead back next year. Antonio Gibson's a free agent. We talked about it. Chris Rodriguez seems like a solid backup, but Chris Rodriguez is a backup. Brian Robinson is the lead back there, and I expect him to get the vast majority of touches. They seem like they were happy with having him be the bell cow when he was healthy. Um, you know, while that's not 100% of the touches anymore, 60, 70% of the touches is, you know, a, a really nice 
uh, exposure for a running back these days. So Brian Robinson, he was running back 21 on the season, also running back 21 in points per game, 4.2 yards per attempt. He had a great receiving year with 33 receptions for 357 yards and three touchdowns. He brought you a lot of upside this year that I didn't expect. You know, I always said Brian Robinson would have a nice floor, but the upside that he showed this year with his ability to get in the end zone, the receiving work that he showed, the explosive plays that he broke off, he really showed out to me. And if he didn't get injured halfway through the season, I think he would have sniffed uh, a top 12 finish at the running back position. So I want to see if I can go and acquire Brian Robinson going into next season. Can I move off guys like Tony Pollard, Alvin Kamara, uh, Ramondre Stevenson, players who are valued similar to Brian Robinson, but trending downwards while Brian Robinson still is a younger running back. He's still on his rookie contract. He's trending a bit more upwards because all these guys are trending downwards. So I want to move off one of those guys. If I need to add a third or something to it to get Brian Robinson, I have no problem doing that. Um, As far as just draft picks, a mid-second. I'd be happy to move off of that for Brian Robinson. I think I can get a decent running back in the mid-second this year, but if I can just go ahead and acquire Brian Robinson, who I know is going to give me volume, who I know is going to give me production, I would much rather have Brian Robinson. So lock me in for him. I think we got another RB2 season coming next year with some upside. You know, if he really does have that true workhorse role and we have a better quarterback, whether that's Sam Howell improving in the second year or different, or in his third year or a different uh, rookie quarterback, there's a lot of potential there with uh, Brian Robinson to get better and even improve upon this season. Would you like a fun Brian Robinson fact? I would love it. Brian Robinson has one career 100-yard rushing game in two seasons. He, he's just a consistent running back. You know, it's exactly what we talked about when he came out of college. He is like just as your standard running back, and he does it just so well. Yeah, He's not really an elite running back in any way. But he's just so so good across the board that NFL team's going to love him. And, you know, the upside, I was wondering if the upside was there going into the offseason, I mean, coming into the season. And as you just said, like the rushing upside really isn't there. He's not going to have that many explosive plays where he's going to give you a ton of, uh, you know, 150-yard performances and things like that. But with the receiving work that he showed this year, it yeah, really that's... took him across into being someone that I want to have on my team. So the funny thing is, less yards this year, rushing wise 708 to 797 but five touchdowns as opposed to two and 33 catches for 358 yards and three touchdowns last year he only had nine catches for 60 yards so we see he's becoming a more all-around back i love it i you know i'm completely on board with this 110 percent so let's go to my last one and then i have a little extra for you all right Cleveland browns wide receiver cedric tillman it's by a guy who's done very little this year. 18 catches, 181, 181 yards, Ooh. and no touchdowns. I'll take 181 bucks if somebody wants to bet. Nice ROI. Yeah, I'm hoping to grab him off someone's taxi squad. And, you know, Amari has voided years after 2024. Okay, not saying he's the next Amari Cooper. But Cedric Tillman has also leapfrogged David Bell in the depth chart as of right now. Remember him? Is that impressive? I, I mean, I like David Bell coming out of college. So. It's not impressive. It's just factual. <laughs> it's just looking at a depth chart. He's a big body, physical boundary receiver. He's 6'3", 215. We like guys like that. And so right now, his current value is close to that of the aforementioned Greg Dulcich, Gus Edwards, who has a murky future, and a okay. mid-25 third. Can I do that mid-third? Because I'll, I'll do it. If it's a year out, you know, I can make some moves between now and then. I'll get it back. I'd love that. I think he could be a wide receiver three on your team. Really good fill-in player, but I'm buying him because I think he could blossom, start blossoming this year, and then really hit his stride in 2025. 
Are you worried about Elijah more being there and being, you know, a limit? I guess in 2025, I guess more won't be there by that point. So, and Amari Cooper term play, either. yeah. So this is a long term play, and I think he's going to do more than 18 for 181 next year too. Um, yeah, are you in on this, or you're you're out on Cedric Tillman? I mean, if I'm paying, I'm, pre- I'm probably pretty out on Tillman. Not necessarily that I'm out on him. Just, I'm just not interested. He hasn't done anything to interest me. I'm not necessarily like, oh, don't go out and get Cedric Tillman. I'm not against him. I think he's a de- you know as good a dart throw as any kind of at that point. Um, but I'd, I'd probably keep my third and try again this year. Okay. Um, honorable mention for you guys. Go out and buy Daniel Bellinger, New York Giants tight end. Hey, he's only 23. I know Waller's under contract. Zero dollars in guaranteed money next year. He's going to be 32. He's always hurt. We know that. So check this out. Daniel Bellinger actually started more games this year than last year, 12 to 11. Stats are down slightly, except for yards per reception, which went from 8.9 to 10.2. This was with Waller there in a rotating crew of quarterbacks. Last year, it was all Daniel Jones. This year, it was Daniel Jones, Tyrod Taylor, Tommy DeVito, Tyrod Taylor. Tommy Cutlets. Yeah, Tommy Cutlets got benched at halftime on Christmas Day. Um so his value right now is that of a fourth round pick. I think he's worth a stash in deep leagues for sure. So um, I, I I like this one here, Mike, because I think it's the tight end position. You have time on your side. If you yep. can get Daniel Bellinger for a fourth round, like in a tight end premium, I have no problem with that, honestly. For sure. And uh, just before we leave, Nate, would you buy low on Quentin Johnston right now? You know, my answer really is no. I wouldn't. But if I can get Quinn Johnston for a late second, I would, I would consider that. I, um, I, I, I have enough. I have enough. I think there to be interested for a late second. Um, I know that's quite the drop from where his value was originally, yeah. um, but I think yeah, somewhere like the two ten. I know that we can find some value there. Last year we got Jaden Reed there, so I'm, I'm still hesitant. True. Yeah, um, but I think you know. There, there's a chance with Quentin Johnson. I'm not feeling optimistic about it, but there's enough there that I think if you can get him for like a late second or early third and you have some extras just laying around, I think it's, it's a good dart throw because he had a couple games over 10 points. He had a couple games where he started to maybe show something, but the Justin Herbert injury happened. You yeah. know, Maybe he would have had a late breakout if Herbert was still around. Um, he kind of pulled it together to not look like a terrible rookie season by the end of it all. And, hey, we shouldn't judge players – for their entire careers after the rookie season, there's still potential um, to get better. So while I'm mostly out on Quentin Johnson, I'm not completely out. All right. I agree with that. If I could get him for that value, um, I'd gladly would, but uh, I think it would be pretty. Prefer be... an early third. I don't really want to give a second away. <laughs> well, I don't think yeah, it's going to happen for an early third, unless somebody's just completely. Uh, like two thirds, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. He's a tough see... one to buy. I'm going to throw some, uh, some, uh, Trade offers out a couple thirds for Quentin Johnson. See if I get someone to bite. All right. What happens? Why not? Maybe get so, someone to start it. Yeah. Who knows? So, all right, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you guys next time. For Nate, I'm Mike. Thanks for listening. We're excited to announce that we have partnered with Mint Mobile. Have you ever thought, why in the world is my wireless bill so darn high? What are you paying all that money for? Speed, coverage, data, access to 5G, limited talk and text, mobile hotspots? 
great news. Mint Mobile offers all of these features for as low as $15 a month. They're built on the nation's largest 5G network, and they keep costs low because they sell direct to you online, cutting out the retail stores and salespeople. Why should you pay more than you have to for access to the same network? Go to HTTPS, TryMintMobile.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind, also linked in the description, to get premium wireless for $15 a month. Guys, $15. How hard is it to switch your service? Big Wireless wants you to think that it's hard, but switching to Mint is super easy thanks to digital eSIM cards, which most phones now have. You can sign up and activate immediately right on your phone from the comfort of your home. If your phone doesn't have an eSIM, Mint will ship you a new SIM card for free. Big Wireless also wants you to think that they're the only option, but don't be duped. And now through January 1st, you'll receive an additional three months free Buy three, get three. If you purchase a three-month plan using our link, HTTPS, TryMintMobile.com, forward slash Dynasty Rewind. Again, link in the description. The offer is available on all plans, including Unlimited. All right, everyone, that is going to do it for us this week. But if you're headed to a game, make sure you check out SeatGeek.com. It's your one-stop shop for all things live events. It offers the best price available. Use the promo code DynastyRewind. You'll get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Don't forget, if you want to play some best ball, head on over to Underdog. It's the easiest buy-in in fantasy football. And it's not having to worry about setting your lineups, man. That's what it's all about. So again, underdog.com. Use the promo code Rewind. A 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. Visit our store over at payhip.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. That's where you find our roster reviews. That's where you find all of our manuals and everything like that. Head on over there now. Grab some merch at spreadshop.com. Link is down below. And we want to see you in our community. And that is patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. But... Until next time, everybody, for my faithful co-hosts, Chev Nooney and Nate Christian, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind, please rewind. Thank you for listening.